your top stories on Blitz this hour. We've got the latest results from the Champions League. Springboks delighted to have Nyagane back in the frame. Patriots crowned Caribbean Premier League champions. Latest European cycling action. And excitement continues to build ahead of the Ryder Cup. Lionel Messi earned his first start in a Paris Saint-Germain jersey as they began their UEFA Champions League campaign with a visit to Belgian heavyweights Club Bruges. There were drastically different prospects for either side going into the match. The Belgian outfit looking to progress past the group stages for the first time ever, while PSG kindled the embers of another attempt at an elusive first-ever Champions League title. PSG broke the deadlock 15 minutes in as a long ball found Kylian Mbappe in space up the left wing. The Frenchman fired a low cross to the top of the box for Ander Herrera, who fired it hard and low to beat Simon Mignolet. Ten minutes later, Club Bruges hit back with a remarkably similar goal to PSG's first as Hans van Aken scored as the ball was crossed to the top of the box to make it 1-1. Messi nearly scored his first Champions League goal in a PSG jersey, but his effort slammed into the woodwork just before the half-hour mark, the first of many attempts by the Argentine superstar. Club Bruges had the first clear chance of the second half after some crisp passing in PSG's box found Jack Hendry open, but the defender fired a shot directly into Ahmad Diallo. Mauro Icardi was denied by a well-timed challenge by Eduard Sobol inside the Club Bruges box. Neymar and Messi then combined in a move that gave the Argentine another shot at goal, but Mignolet had his angles covered. Messi was then shown a yellow card for what was adjudged to be a late challenge. Noah Lang nearly put Bruges in front with a stylish bicycle kick, but the strike didn't quite match his aerial acrobatics. Messi had a final throw of the dice for the evening to grab a first goal for his new club, but his volley was way over the mark. Lang nearly wrapped up the match with some heroics for Club Bruges, but he couldn't find a pass or a shot on target after an intercept on halfway. That brought down the curtain on the match, with PSG and Club Bruges sharing the spoils from a one-all draw. Borussia Dortmund have become a must-watch side. With some of the best youngsters in the world on the books, the German outfits are among the elite entertainers of Europe. They travelled to Turkey for their Group C opener, taking on Besiktas. Having scored his first goals for the Turkish Giants over the weekend, on loan Chelsea man Michi Bajwai came so close to making it three goals in two games. Grigor Kobel intervened, making a fantastic save. Dortmund's first real venture forward, 20 minutes in, ended with the ball in the back of the net. 18-year-old Jude Bellingham producing a finish beyond his years to silence the home crowd. The young Englishman was soon joined by none other than Erling Haaland on the score sheets, the striker improving his phenomenal Champions League record in Istanbul. Jude Bellingham away from Warren, it's Bellingham across, of course, of course, Erling Haaland. At age 21, 21 Champions League goals. A young man who relishes this competition like no other. 
Besiktas would leave the match with something. Francisco Montero pulled one back with a few minutes left on the clock, making things a little more interesting in the closing stages. However, it would only be a consolation for the hosts, as Dortmund opened their campaign with a fine victory away from home. With 13 titles between them, Liverpool and Milan have one of the most legendary UEFA Champions League rivalries. Istanbul 2005, when Liverpool came from 3-0 down to win their fifth of six titles, always comes to mind. However, the Milanese will be quick to remind the Reds that two years later revenge was exacted, that the loss of seven titles for Milan, who were back in the Champions League after seven seasons, and in front of a partisan Anfield crowd, there was soon a realization how daunting things could be. Back into Alexander-Arnold, Rafael Liao had to be careful there, and Alexander-Arnold has put Liverpool in front. Trent Alexander-Arnold with the hard work indeed, but credited as a Fikeo Tomori own goal, 1-0. Could have been 2-0 within minutes, but two saves kept the single-score deficit. Mike Menard denied Mohamed Salah's spot kick after Liverpool were handed a penalty. The follow-up kept out as well. Chances not taken at one end, at the other, Ante Rebic made no such mistakes. 1-1 on the cusp of half-time. Make that 2-1. It's come through to Rebic again. And it's blocked on the line, but it's followed up by Diaz and Milan are in front at Anfield. Extraordinary. Brahim Diaz for Milan, who scored twice in two minutes and snatch an almost unbelievable lead. Salah made up for his miss from 12 yards out earlier in the match. A little closer, a little trickier, but the Egyptian made sure he'd level things up at 2 all. But level was not enough for the Reds. To Nasser away, Henderson! What a fabulous strike from the captain! Liverpool 3, AC Milan 2. Which was the final score as Liverpool start their campaign on a winning note. Manchester City's Champions League opener against Leipzig was all about three points. Three points which would represent a fresh start. Three points which would help them forget the pain of the past. Last season's runners-up meant business, making a fine start on home soil. Nathan Aki with their first, beating Peter Gulashsi from close range with a powerful header. The second came gift-wrapped. Nordi Mukiele panicked, trying to head the ball back to his keeper. He ended up guiding it past them into the back of the net. Leipzig may have been two goals down, but mentally they were still in it. Christopher Nkunku was a constant thorn at the side of the citizens, pulling one back a few minutes before the break. Unfortunately for the visitors, they still ended up concluding the half two goals down. Handball, penalty. It was Riyad Mahrez who stepped up and delivered for City. Nkunku, however, wasn't done with them just yet. In the second period, he made it a one-goal game again. Another fine header to get the better of Ederson. Nevertheless, when you play a team like City, danger is always lurking. Jack Grealish! Well, it was inevitable. Second goal in Manchester City colours for Jack Grealish after his £100 million move in the summer from Aston Villa. City may have been in control, but it was Ngunku who stole the show. A hat-trick for the Frenchman, who for a third time in the game closed the gap to one. But the cycle continued. 
The score changed again two minutes later as João Cancelo pushed back, scoring the eighth goal of the contest and it wouldn't be the last. Leipzig were reduced to 10 men, with former City defender Angelino sent for an early shower against his old employers. City rubbed salt in the wound. Gabriel Jesus off the bench and off the mark in the competition. Goals galore at the Etihad, a nine-goal thriller in the city of Manchester. Nineteen eighty-eight, the first round of the UEFA Cup. That was the only previous time Sporting and Ajax met. Thirty-three years on from Sporting's six-three aggregate win over two legs, the first match day of this season's UEFA Champions League, things were a little different. Anthony cutting in on his left foot, getting a shot in anger, and he hits the post. And Sebastian Allaire dips his head, and has he put Ajax in front inside the first two minutes of the game? It's his fifth goal in five matches. And within 10 minutes of play at Estadio Jose Alvalade, the same combination linked up to make it 2-0. Half an hour in, Sporting were yet to have a shot on target in this Group C fixture. Paulinho changed that as the hosts continued their trend of scoring in every match this season. However, the two-goal gap was soon restored when Steven Berges scored his first goal for Ajax since his controversial move from Feyenoord. As he started the first half, Halle began the second in a similar vein to complete his hat-trick. It was a night that will go down as a truly memorable one as the Ivorian bagged a fourth to seal a 5-1 win for Ajax. Match day one of the Champions League presented a few top draw battles. Inter Milan versus Real Madrid was right up there. Clash of the Titans, Simone Inzaghi versus Carlo Ancelotti. It was all Inter in the first half with Thibaut Courtois a busy man between the sticks, first denying Eden Dzeko before rebuffing the attempts of Lautaro Martinez 10 minutes later. It may have taken close to an hour, but eventually Real Madrid came to the party. Karim Benzema's headed effort was a little off, but it was a sign of their intent. There would be late drama in Milan as two substitutes combined to save the day for Real. Eduardo Camavinga setting up Rodrigo for the winner, allowing Los Blancos to escape with maximum points. Ancelotti won in Zaghi nil. Plenty of goals in Wednesday UEFA Champions League action. Dortmund kicked things off with a 2-1 win over Besiktas. Manchester City put six past Leipzig and Ajax scored five against Sporting. Liverpool thrilled with a 3-2 win over Milan. Real Madrid edged Inter 1-0. The UEFA Champions League rolls on with match day two. Ajax and Besiktas kicked things off. Real Madrid will host Sharif, Atletico Madrid are at Milan, while Liverpool travel to Porto. There's one standout fixture as Paris play host to Manchester City. All these matches, as well as the goal show, will be live on Supersport.
in naming his team to take on the Wallabies at the Suncorp Stadium here in Brisbane in a fourth round Castle Lager Rugby Championship match on Saturday. Springbok coach Jacques Nienaba made two changes to the starting lineup that took on Australia in the Gold Coast last Sunday. One of those changes was enforced by injury with Luat Diaka not being able to play following a concussion suffered last Sunday. But in the only selection change, Trevin Yakane is from outside the 23 last week into the starting lineup at loose head prop. Ninaba says that the selection of Nyakane to start and Stephen Kitsoff on the bench proves yet again the amount of depth available to him in the front row. Yeah, no, listen, it's nice to get Trevor back. And, and the main thing about Trevor is, uh, obviously, he started for us against Georgia. And then he came off with an ankle injury. And that, that was why we, went, we didn't want to push him. Uh, but now Trevor is back and he's a very experienced player. I think he's, he's reaching his milestone 50th test match. Um, it's nice to have him back. And, and obviously, him and Bongi has got a great... Uh, relationship and work well together and then uh, on top of that we've got the, 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 the bomb squad back together again in terms of Skitsov and Malerbe uh, Kitsov and uh, Vincent Koch and, uh, and Malcolm Mark so uh, I think, uh, I didn't know it but Kitsi came to me after uh, the, the team announcement, he said yeah, no, the bomb squad's back together and I thought what, what do you mean? He said no, the, the last time they, they were uh, uh, on the bench together was in the World Cup final and I didn't realise it, so yeah no, so, yeah, it's exciting to see Trevor again. Happy to have him back. When Marvin Ori made his first test start against Argentina in the second round of the rugby championship, he expressed the wish that maybe one day he would start a test alongside his Tigerberg High schoolmate, Eben Etzebeth. Now, with Luat Diaga ruled out, his wish has come true. I'm glad for, for uh, Marvin. He's been really working hard, you know, and, and uh, he's, he, didn't, he, he didn't get a lot of opportunity, but it didn't stop him from working hard during trainings, and he did his stuff, and he was a couple of times, he was played 24, uh, so if there's an injury or if there was somebody pulling, pulling out for whatever reason before a test match, you would have slot in. So I'm glad for him, you know, he's worked hard, uh, and although he, he's probably from an international point of view, he's only I think he's, it's his sixth test match. He only played six test matches before, but he's an experienced guy. He's got a lot of uh, uh, Super Rugby caps, and so yeah, I'm glad. I'm happy for Marvin. He's really stuck, uh, stuck to his guns, worked hard. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him. With Cheslin Colby still not available due to an injury he sustained in training on the Gold Coast, there are no changes to the Springbok backline. It's the same backline, uh, bar Cheslin uh, that, that played in the World Cup final. So. And again, uh, um, Matt, I think we try and look as unemotional to team selection as possible, you know. So, uh, did we have a better clear out uh, um, uh, in the last breakdown where Nick White uh, got the penalty and we won the game? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't have even be a discussion. So, we try and take it as unemotional as possible. Uh, if we would have won, would we have changed the game? We lost in the last minute of the game or whatever and and uh, and I thought we did well to get back into the game so and and our backline I don't think they were were it was their best test match I think they will be the first guys that will say listen we probably weren't at our best and and I'm not take, talking individuals I'm talking the majority some of them haven't played for six weeks some of them were came back from injury uh, so, uh, maybe uh, we haven't played for a couple of weeks uh, uh, maybe that had Maybe for whatever reason, maybe we didn't prepare them well enough as coaches. But yeah, and no, I think they've built up enough uh, credibility over time uh, uh, to let them play together again. 
The Springboks will need to bounce back against Australia in the fourth round of the Castle Lager Rugby Championship at the Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. The action gets underway early and will be followed by the match between Argentina and New Zealand. It will be live on Supersport.